0: Welcome to Brave Business Bite Size. As the name suggests, our bite-size episodes are shorter than our main podcast series and focus on a single timely topic. I'm Neil Lancaster, a partner in the private client team at Blick Rothenberg. In today's bite size episode, I'm joined by corporate tax partner Heather Self, and we're going to be looking at what the party manifestos may hold in next year's planned general election. Heather.
1: I think if we look back to the 2019 election, that was very much about Boris Johnson and getting Brexit done. So although the parties did have some tax measures in there, I think it's going to have a much higher profile this time. And of course, we've also had the COVID pandemic, not to mention we're seeing some of the Brexit issues coming home to roost. The economy is not in great shape. This is not a time when any party is going to be able to promise massive tax cuts.
0: I agree. And of course, In the 2019 Conservative Manifesto, we had some very big pledges from the Conservative government around not increasing taxes in key areas. And of course, under the guise of Brexit, we saw all of those pledges or many of those pledges abolished or broken. So one can't blame the majority of the general public for being sceptical over whether the manifestos can be kept to.
1: Absolutely. Both main parties said that they wouldn't increase the three main taxes. Income tax, although Labour said they would increase it for those earning more than 80000 National insurance and VAT. Those three taxes bring in about 65% of the total UK tax revenues. And in context, the UK raises somewhere north of £700 a year in taxes. So if the parties go into an election saying we're going to keep these big pieces absolutely the same, that leaves them limited room for manoeuvre and you then get more pressure on business taxes, more stealth taxes, more things, new taxes labelled as something else, it becomes a mess.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So if we if we look at the economy as, as around now, what do you think should be the guiding principles that all parties should be following in coming up with their manifestos over the coming months?
1: I'd really like to see them have a strategy for the tax system, actually come out and be bold and tell us. Where do they think the balance should be between spending increases, tax increases, borrowing? We saw in the quasi quatang mini-budget last September what happens if you just gleefully say we're going to cut taxes and rely on growth to solve everything. We saw a real market crisis at that point. So I actually think the parties are are going to have to raise taxes sooner or later. But Labour in particular will be really nervous about that. You're probably too young to remember the the John Smith promises round about 1991 when he promised to put a penny on income tax. And that ended up with Labour losing that election in 1992. So Labour are going to be really nervous about promising to raise taxes. It wouldn't be the first time the Conservative Party have had posters saying, watch out for Labour's tax bombshell." So I think tax is going to be a really key issue. My worry is that the parties are going to promise things that nobody's going to believe they can stick to. And it's going to be a mess.
0: I I, I broadly agree. And we talk about increasing taxes and we Mm. talk about having the highest tax burden that we've ever had in this country. Clearly, there, there may well be tax increases in some areas, as when we will talk about some of the Labour proposals that we've we've already um, heard a lot about already. Um, but clearly, any, any government that wants to be elected is going to want to lower the overall tax burden over a period of time. H- how, how do you think the different parties are going to try and deal with that?
1: I think we're going to see a lot of smoke and mirrors. I think what we will see is... We're going to do things that will encourage growth and then we'll be able to cut taxes. I think it'll be tax cuts tomorrow, not tax cuts today. What I hope we might see is some rebalancing of the tax system. Some saying that, okay, the important thing is to protect this sector of the population. So we'll perhaps... Improve benefit system for the, those on lowest incomes or um, protect those who are struggling with small businesses. But to pay for that, we might have to put more taxes elsewhere.
0: Yeah, that, that, that that's a good point. And of course, it's not just about the tax system. It's about no. the structure of the economy as a whole and the structural tax system. Um, We've seen a lot of structural change in the tax system over the last 15 years. And we've also seen a lot of structural change in our spending commitments. For example, the funding of the NHS, which, irrespective of what the press says, has seen massive increases in funding, inflation adjusted since 2010. So how how do we continue to fund key services like that at the same time as, uh, you know, at a time when we do still have the highest tax burden, we've ever had.
1: Although the tax burden's high, it's not that high internationally. The UK is taking somewhere around about 35% of GDP in taxes, which is high. It's not that much higher than it used to be, and it's not that high internationally. And I just think it's unrealistic to think we can cut that significantly. On public spending, the series of strikes we've seen over the winter and the pressures on the NHS, there's no way. I think any realistic government can go into an election promising to cut spending. It's not just the NHS, schools, there was a big school building programme 10, 15 years ago, but schools are struggling now, Um, defence, firefighters, transport, there's a lot of demands for money. So somehow they need to try to keep the growth coming, keep the borrowing under control, to give them room to reduce taxes soon but not just yet. Yeah. I think there's there's some places in the tax system where at the moment you see some quite illogical things. So for example people get the personal allowance up to earnings of 100,000. Yeah. Now that is a relatively high income. I'm not saying those are the people most in need. But you then pay a 60% tax rate on the next 25,000 right. of income and then it drops back down again. Wouldn't it be more sensible to have take that very high marginal rate away? to encourage the people who are probably in the entrepreneurial bracket to keep going and keep generating more jobs.
0: Yeah, that's a good good point. And, And as you mentioned earlier on, any manifesto is going to have to find the right balance between raising taxes and encouraging growth within the economy, which is going to be needed in the longer term to be able to fund better public services. We've not heard too much from the Conservative Party at the moment on what their manifesto is, which is unsurprising at this point in time. But we have heard a lot from the Labour opposition who are trying to capitalise on their their lead in the polls. Many of their proposed policies aren't great for growth, but in theory, they say, will raise many of the taxes. Maybe we could just talk about some of their proposals and what we think about
1: Yes. I think one of the interesting ones is whether we will get a wealth tax or not. Um, A wealth tax sounds great in theory that some of the people right at the top end of the the wealth spectrum have benefited hugely over recent years. And the idea, I think the the big proposal that came out was for a 5% wealth tax, one off, 1% a year over five years. I think the snag with wealth taxes is, is that most other countries have abolished them. Very Correct. few very yep. few countries yep. have kept them. And it will bring enormous difficulties in calculating it. I'd almost rather have a sort of windfall profits tax, either on individuals, and we've already seen proposals on oil companies mm-hmm. and so on, rather than entering into a new and very complicated wealth tax and, and of course,
0: one of the biggest problems of wealth tax, aside from the practical problems of implementation, is though many people are asset rich, cash poor, and to pay the tax, you have to have liquidity. And of course, it stymies growth when you're constantly having to generate liquidity to pay an archaic tax like a wealth tax.
1: I think an interesting one is inheritance tax. Um, Polling has shown that inheritance tax is one of the most hated taxes. And yet, not many people pay it. At the moment, it's a relatively high rate with lots of exemptions. I wonder whether we'd be better moving to a lower but simpler rate
0: Potentially, although interestingly, we are already seeing, and it's been progressively over the last few years, increases in the tax take on inheritance tax, predominantly because we've kept rates as the the, the exempt rate of 325000 still for nearly 20 years, yeah. and as property prices have increased, markets have increased, you know, people's wealth in general have increased above the level of inflation.
1: One area that's not had much attention is green taxes. And I think that's going to get increasingly important. The one that frustrates me is fuel duty. So fuel duty is charged at a set amount per litre of petrol. So if prices generally go up, the fuel duty doesn't go up unless you increase it by the rate of inflation. And the proposal over 10 years ago was that that should happen automatically. But since 2011, it's been frozen. Now, that is firstly an enormous loss in revenue to the government. And secondly, it completely contradicts the aim of getting to net zero, reducing dependence on car use.
0: There have been some politicians, of course, that have said, You know, even as soon as last week, you know, the electorate aren't really too concerned around net zero and are actually more bothered right now around inflation, cash in their pockets. To what extent do you think the political party is going to pivot to that notion?
1: I'd be surprised if political parties are really going to be bold about their tax reforms in their manifestos. What I hope is that they refrain from handicapping themselves by putting too many constraints about what they might do. So they propose a relatively steady as she goes and then get more radical in the early years of a new parliament.
0: That's an interesting one. And and equally, one of my thoughts in general over the last 10 years has been that in general, we probably made a very big mistake in reducing the basic rates of tax from 28 to 20, and doing so so quickly, whilst at the same time increasing the higher rates of tax for very little additional tax take. Um, Clearly, it's not politically opportunistic to increase basic rate taxes. It's very easy to drop them. It's very difficult politically to increase them. But what's your sense of whether increasing basic rate taxes marginally and gradually over time makes sense to deal with some of the structural problems we've got in terms of spending commitments in the economy?
1: I think it's actually one of the best ways to raise taxes. Putting a penny on the basic rate of income tax brings in somewhere between five and six billion. So it's a really meaningful change. It's quite progressive. It's quite fair because somebody who's on a low income pays less than somebody on a higher income. But it hits everyone. But it hits everyone. But equally, if you said to people, we're putting a penny on income tax in order to fund schools and the NHS, i think it's very different from where we were back in 1992 i think people would say actually that's fair enough let's be all be prepared to chip in a bit to get better public services so actually If I were Chancellor, I would put the basic rate up, but I probably wouldn't last very long as Chancellor.
0: Probably not. And of course, the difficulty that Chancellors have is that any manifesto is really trying to find the balance between winning political votes and keeping the core of their party intact and doing what's right for the economy, which doesn't always get them to where the economy needs it to be. Where do you think the Conservative Party are going to pitch their manifesto as they begin to start to release some of it in the next few months?
1: I think that's a really interesting question. I think the Conservatives have a tendency to be more bullish about what they can do to spark economic growth. I think the difficulty they've got is that they're going into an election having effectively been in power for 13 years and at a period where the economy isn't great. So I would expect them to be over-optimistic in what they can do on growth and hold out the sunlit uplands of tax cuts in the future. I think Labour are more likely to be realistic and say, you know, the Conservatives have tried promising things they can't deliver. We're going to be honest, taxes are going to have to go up a bit, but here's what we'll deliver in return. And I think that focus on what they can deliver could well be attractive to an electorate.
0: And it's going to be interesting to see how these manifestos are actually pitched because what Labour has produced so far isn't a manifesto. It's just very targeted, opportunistic policies like the VAT on school fees, the abolition of the non-domicile tax regime. Do you think that some of these policies that Labour and the Liberal Democrats have, have started to discuss in the media are attractive to voters or are they really just opportunistically being placed there? now to put wind in their sails as they're ahead in the polls?
1: I think they're opportunistic. They're suggesting policies, which most people go, that's fine. Most people don't care about the non-DOM status. It affects a relatively small group of people. And it's interesting that Labour clearly had the opportunity to abolish it back in 1997, but held back because they thought it would damage the economy at that time. Who knows what they'll decide this time? I think we should come back have another podcast in six or 12 months when we've got the real manifestos see how many of our predictions are right
0: Great. thanks heather for today's really interesting discussion and thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode of brave business bite size